Welcome to your weekend, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Rams All Access. With DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. A mini-buy coming up and a winning record under the Rams' Christmas tree. Eight and seven with two road games to go, coming off a Thursday night football triumph over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Sean McVay said my favorite three words, see you Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. So Big I, win. I have a question about yeah, that because I watched that victory celebration, yeah. which was phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, go to the Rams social channels and check it out. But it felt like even the rookies knew it was coming, which leads me to believe that even before Sean McVay got in front of that room, it was percolating. Oh, yeah. Like the veterans were spreading the word. You have to. You have to throw it out there. You got to get the room buzzing. You got to get people whispering, see you Tuesday or see you Monday, see you Monday. It filters down to the coach, and he's got to filter it through his brain. How did we play? Did we do everything we were supposed to do? Okay, we won. See you Tuesday. And yes, is there and the maybe even a scenario where some of the older guys said going into that game, we got to get this for all the reasons, but if you want to go home and see your family this weekend, if you want to get a Friday flight. Yeah. There's we got to bank one this one. There's, There's only, only one, way. one way to do it. We got to win, and we got to win convincingly. We got to make the coach happy. If the coach is happy, we all get out of here. We can all leave the locker room and go spend our, our, our Christmas with our families. And yes. they played that way. Absolutely. They played as if to make uh, their their friends, their families, yes. their coaches uh, happy. All right, a lot to get to in this edition of Rams All Access. We'll review what we liked from the win over the Saints. Really, two wins in five days, Commanders and Saints. We'll take a look at the playoff picture. Uh, what to root for this weekend, what the Rams need to do to punch their ticket. It gets very straightforward, actually. Win two, like we know, and you're in. But yeah. nine and eight also has a very strong possibility uh, with a trip to New York. Can next. I say one thing? You can say anything you like. New York Giants, show. New York Giants, New York Giants. Respect your opponent. Treat them like Baltimore. Remember how fast Baltimore came out when you beat Cleveland? Right. You got to respect your opponent, New York Giants. You still got another one up there, but this is fun. See you Tuesday. Giants in the back of your head. I think that's the implication with yeah. have the four-day week and enjoy the mini-buy is we're going to be locked in when we get back here. No right? doubt. And so I actually, it's funny you say that, top of my list was a preface for this entire conversation. Everything we say for the rest of this hour is taking nothing for granted. Neither you nor I are saying this job is done. Right. An 0-2 finish with two road games at New York, at San Francisco, is not out of the picture. No, we're, we're having fun. We're enjoying it. At the end of your meal, you think Giants. At the end of whatever beverage you have, New York Giants. When you think about staying up beyond 1 o'clock in the morning because you got two days off, New York Giants. This mission is not done. Happy, but not done. And even if you win in new york it's not yes, done because right. missing out on the playoffs at nine and eight is still entirely possible seattle and minnesota still a problem that needs to be resolved if the rams don't get to 10 wins can we have some fun just real quick me and you okay if you were the coach of the san francisco 49ers and your best friend was coaching in your division and you had a chance at the end of the year to rest your guys or suit up all your guys and try to knock them out what would you do and you got the first round locked up, first round by. Okay, you're going to make me go there in the first Absolutely. segment. Absolutely, I, yes, I was going to save this for the second half hour, but yeah. I'll say it right now. Yeah. Stop setting sights so low. Yeah. I'm saying this to myself. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to anyone who might be listening. This is my theme for the next nine days. I said at the bye, hey, like there's still a path to nine and eight, path to a winning record, path to a playoff spot. I'm revising my expectations upward, and I advise everyone else to do the same okay. thing. Okay, go ahead. I mean this in two ways. There was a hope, especially um, 
with Seattle beating the Eagles that the Niners might be resting starters, and that might help the Rams pathway to the playoffs. I get that. At the end of the year. At the end of the year. Okay, right. But now I'm saying the Niners have to get past Baltimore on Monday, then at Washington and against the Rams. They could reasonably lose two out of their last three. Philadelphia is favored to win out. Dallas could do it too. All that to say... When we came into this year, one of the questions was, how do you measure success? And do you remember what one of my answers was? Beat San Francisco. Yes. Period, point blank, nothing else necessary. Snap that streak against San Francisco. That could be one way to measure success. Now I'm saying, what if you got that accomplished and you robbed them of that one seed that they've been chirping about since training camp? Oh, that would be the biggest Christmas present of all time. Yeah, helps you, hurts them. All smiles here. You just gave it to me through the... Kyle Shanahan lens, which I get. I totally get. Yeah. I'm saying if you're a Rams fan this weekend with your heels up watching Red Zone, go all in. Root for it all. Root for it all. That you want the Niners at the end of the year or it does not matter who you play. That you want a chance to play the Niners with all their guys up because they still have to secure their one seed and you can be the team that gets to 10 wins and keeps them from doing it. Wow, this is a new world. This is the multiverse. I got to put myself in this world. I'm, I'm the other one. You, you, you're hoping San Francisco at the end of the year has everything locked up and you face their backups. You face Sam Darnold. That, to me, makes me smile. You got to get past New York first, but I, I like what you're selling there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this team's confidence is through the roof. Did you see these guys and how they played and how they took the field and how they left the field? Versus a very good Saints squad. So, look, man, that multiverse you just explained to me, I kind of like that one. I'm going to live there for a while. I mean it in another way, too, in terms of set your sights higher. Don't just try and make the playoffs. We've talked about this on this show throughout recent weeks. We've kind of been at the forefront of this drumbeat. Aaron Donald is 32. Matthew Stafford about to turn 36. Cooper Cup is 30. This doesn't last forever. Wrong side of 30. Yeah. This doesn't last forever. Yeah, yeah. And it would be naive of us or anyone else to think that in December of 2024, the odds of the Rams playing this well and being this healthy are favorable. I'm excited for what they have this offseason. They got a lot of resources to do some amazing things. But it's a long journey to get back to eight and seven next December. Oh, this is this is hard. And, you know, going back to before the bye, not letting go of the rope when all seemed lost, when everybody had written you off. Stafford was on the men. You were starting a backup quarterback in Green Bay. That did not go well. So people had just kind of put a red line through the Rams. Not this year. They never let go of the rope. They knew this was possible. They believed in everyone in the room, and here you are. And then you say it again. I walked up the tunnel right behind Aaron Donald, and I thought the same thing you just said. I just didn't articulate it. I wonder how many times I'm going to get to be able to do this with him, with this guy, this special, this player right here, and Matthew Stafford when I see him in the locker room. Wow, this dude is so good. He is so underrated. How many more years do you have with this? You better take advantage of this right now. This I thought the, this in the locker room. This is yeah. the best stretch of his career. Right now. I will argue that I've looked at it. I've studied it. He's playing better right now than he has at any point in his career. I believe that firmly. Definitely better than when he won the Rams' Super Bowl. Yeah. So Can I make a point there? Okay. So, if you get that to January, yeah. play for this January Special. and this February and play for Las Vegas right here and now. Who's to say you can't do it? I saw this with Kurt Warner. Okay, so Kurt Warner was our quarterback in St. Louis. We won the Super Bowl. He was MVP. He was fantastic. The guy they had in Arizona, that Kurt Warner was light years better than the one we had. 
I mean, he was a black belt in quarterbacking. There was nothing you can do defensively. And this is what I wrote down for Matthew Stafford. And it was funny. I saw this on my, my little girl's grammar thing. She's an exceptional reader. Gold star. And I thought the same thing about Matthew Stafford. He's an exceptional reader of defenses. I mean, really, to, to know what's going on in the pass rush, find the dead spot, and then st- keep the timing on the play down the field so his receivers aren't fooled, you don't find that everywhere. That's special. That's elite. That is Hall of Fame-worthy quarterback. Uh, you said it. You said the key phrase. What? I want to talk about that elite? specifically. Hall of Fame. I want to yeah. talk about that specifically in the context of individual superlatives. So we're having a conversation about him, watching him. This is when he scrambled left, threw it down the field. Excellent play, right? How many guys do you know in the history of the league that can do that? Marino came up. Elway came up. All the specials, all the guys with gold jackets that will live forever came up. No one else came up in that conversation watching that guy Okay, play. so he's DeMarco Farr. Yeah. I'm JB Long. I, I wasn't expecting to get this deep into yeah. it right here in our opening segment, but now I think we need to. I'm not saying that based on this regular season, Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. But post-Super Bowl, that was very much the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then mid-season injury last year, you wondered if that star had dimmed a little bit, right? Yeah. And then it came up again with Matt Ryan retiring because in terms of resume, Matthew clearly has a lot of work to do, I think, to make his Hall of Fame case. Really? Okay, yeah. The guy has one Pro Bowl. I think that's absurd, but when when you kind of go by the wayside, though, when you consider numbers, I go. Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you look at the play in the play out, when yeah. you watch him, it looks like he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's where you started this conversation, yeah. right? When he's off schedule and making some of the throws and creating and like fitting one in between the defender and the goalpost of Demarcus Robinson for oh. that touchdown, oh. like those are the types of throws where you're saying. Of course, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's, it's a very short list of individuals who've ever been able to do that with their right arm or their left. But statistically, credentials, other than the Super Bowl, he doesn't have enough to offer. However, the way he's playing right now and the team the Rams have quickly, quickly in one offseason built around him makes me think there's a lot more runway to go here yeah. and that he will have the time and the games and the reps to pass Eli to pass Ryan, to pass Roethlisberger, to pass Phil Rivers, so that those guys, those contemporaries, are not as far along as he is statistically in terms of credentials. And, oh, by the way, if the team success comes with it this year, next year, for the rest of his 30s, which I think there's every reason to believe it can now because his horizon and that of Sean McVay has been extended. Right. Then, yeah, then we might really be on to something with Matthew Stafford going into the Hall of Fame someday. You know, maybe he does need this year, this miracle year, to get people looking because I thought, I said this earlier, if you take Rodgers and and Stafford and they retired now, five years from now, who goes in first? Say it again, Stafford and Aaron Rodgers? Stafford and and, and, um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, if they retired, who goes in first? Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot Hall of Famer. But why? They've got the same number of Super Bowls. I know it's weird, but but, but I can argue with the other way too. And the numbers are close. Yeah, Aaron has more MVPs than Matthew Stafford does. Like, can you put a guy in the Hall of Fame who was never an All Pro? No, uh, maybe it depends because who else was in your division and. Aaron Rodgers had a lot to say about Matthew Stafford not making the Pro Bowl. I'm just saying you (laughs) you can get caught up in that stuff, and there's going to be a backlog of golden era quarterbacks trying to get in with Matthew Stafford if he plays beyond. You know, I see a couple more years. Yeah, yeah. His numbers will be 
undeniable and hopefully he will get some of those secondary accolades to go with the Super Bowl ring maybe like all these things have more time to accumulate and then I think it's almost impossible to deny what you started with which is when you watch this individual play football as well as he's playing it right now you know that Matt Ryan that Eli that Roethlisberger couldn't do those things that Phil Rivers never got that not even close and so you would not Aaron Rodgers But a lot of the guys on this side of Aaron Rodgers. Someday Hall of Fame, I, I take for right now, playoff quarterback. Let's get to there. Did yeah. we even mention the Saints? We're 12 minutes in. We Who? have to step aside. <laughs> Who, Who that? <laughs> Jinx. Uh, we'll hear from Sean McVay coming up. Just getting started on Rams All Access. Have to talk playoff picture and a whole lot more. Glad you're with us on this Friday night, 710 ESPN. I love the resilience of this group. Um, they just continue to show up. Thought there was a lot of really good stuff throughout the course of this game. Matthew Stafford was outstanding. Kyron Williams did a great job. I thought Demarcus Robinson and Puka were big time from the very beginning. Um, you know, and and I thought the offensive line came ready to go. You could see on the first run of the game the removal that they were able to create defensively. We played really well. It was a big turnover by Jordan Fuller, and then we gave up some stuff at the end that we got to clean up. And there's a lot of things that we can certainly improve upon special teams. But love this group. Really proud of them and uh it's gonna make for a good christmas so welcome back to rams all access head coach sean mcveigh there wrapping up a week 16 victory over the new orleans saints and demarco not only does it come with a four-day weekend for the players and nine days of rest before your next contest in new york uh, but the Rams come away with a clean bill of health and i'm not sure that anything could be more important to where they hope to go from here than the fact that Cooper Cup gets an extended rest after two games and five days on the SoFi turf. That Kyron Williams, whose usage rate has been through the roof, Mm -hmm. gets to reset. That Aaron Donald, who's been on a pitch count as recently as Sunday, gets to uh, rejuvenate a little bit and heal what's ailing him. I think rest and recover and then pour into special teams. Those are the orders of business during this uh, mini buy all the gnashing of teeth about thursday and you got to play two games in five days right there is a benefit to thursday night if you football. win it if you if win it you win it you go in and you get the long break and it's like a mini buy and it's great now because this was your last game at sofi it was emotional it was great uh, i think you were, at, were as close to playing your best game as possible so everybody's on a high it was just it was just tremendous so you now you have a chance to rest but look like we keep saying do not forget what's out there and what's what's next you do have the new york giants respect your opponent but what a heck of a job. Did we already talk about this with Sean McVay about what a heck of a job he's done with this football team this year? Just being tremendous and just getting this group from ground one to where they are now and just going through all the pitfalls, the ups and downs and the Matthew Stafford thumb and just keeping everybody connected. I know he says it and it's almost cliche that this team is very connected. But when you see these guys in the locker room, it's true, man. They are one big family. They care about each other. Uh, You're still learning how to win football games. You're still learning each other. But you're in the right spot and I think you're starting to peak at the right time to make a long playoff push if you get there they could win out and i don't think he'll win nfl coach of the year which is not to say that he's not deserving i just think there's a little bit of you know mcveigh fatigue after you know this deep in his tenure and there's other deserving category uh candidates out there but i'd be hard pressed to say that this isn't his best year of work since at least 2017 when he did win nfl coach of the year and maybe of his entire NFL tenure him and the rest of the staff yeah I, I, yeah I hope people understand that when we say Sean McVay we mean also the people who he's hired to right. develop you know this young roster to coach up the trenches on both sides of the football offensive and defensive line Eric Yarber working the receivers all, oh, yeah. all of those pieces right like Ron Gold working with Kyron Williams and the running back we mean collectively the coaching staff this is some of the best work we've seen across the league 
And we're very lucky. And I, I wish I could take a picture. I can't because it's the locker room. It's halftime. But to watch Sean McVay go through the adjustments with his offense. And it's so it's high energy. It's energetic. And right behind him is Raheem Morris doing the exact same thing. So you, in a sense, have two head coaches on one football team that are leading different groups, but all together, it's just awesome. They're all getting these guys going. And like I said, the adjustments for halftime, sometimes they're deep, sometimes they're personal. Hey, look, we got to hit these guys in the mouth. There was nothing but technical. We're going to run this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Okay, you guys got it? Let's go. You know what I mean? That's, that's how you know when things are going You're well. reminding me yeah. of one of the Thursday night takeaway. I finally found someone whose mind and mouth moves faster than Sean's. Who? Busta Rhymes. <laughs> no way. Wow. Did, Did you, you see that? I didn't see I, that. I didn't show. leave my seat. Oh, you were in the locker room? I was room? in the locker room, it? yeah. Oh, I didn't budge. I didn't even go to the bathroom Oh, at my God. I saw that. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I got a job, Busta. I got a job. I, I'll do the job. But dang, that was that was going to be good. That still big got old it. I don't want to Google or Wikipedia how old he is, but still got it. Well, oh, man. Suffice it to Busta say. Busta Rhymes, my man. Should we get to the playoff picture? Let's it's go. It's a rare chance for us to sit down after a Rams win before the other 30 teams play. Yeah, it's fun. So the, the picture is a little bit frozen in time right now which is great yeah. rams at eight and seven six seed right now right and here's the deal they yeah. can't get to the five because okay. dallas and philly already have 10 wins and they both beat you okay right so like the, can't get to the five okay because whoever doesn't win the east will take is going to be the top wild card okay team. so six seed is your high watermark okay so you're either going to be the six going to the three or the seven going to face the two on wild card weekend if you clinch the playoff spot we keep repeating ourselves if 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 it's right. not a done deal yet though the odds are suddenly tilted heavily in the rams favor so here are the most important games this weekend and then i'll get to a potential clinching scenario which is unlikely but it's nice to have a clinching scenario going to new york potentially the seahawks are, are the troublemakers here because of that comeback win over the Eagles on Monday Night Football, they're still a thorn in the Rams' side, even though LA's beaten them twice. The How Seahawks so? seven yeah. and seven, uh-huh. and they've got a soft remaining schedule. They go to Tennessee this week, but win. the Seahawks can get to ten. Okay, which means if the Rams don't, if they win one out of two, the Seahawks can still keep the Rams out of the playoffs, even though they swept the season that series make against sense the Seahawks. This said fuzzy math. But I, go I'm, ahead. I'm with you, yep. but I just want to acknowledge the possibility that with respect to the Seahawks. You know, they can still get in front of the Rams if they handle their business and if the Rams falter. So Titans over Seahawks would be the best result the Rams could hope for this weekend. Come on, King Henry. Next most consequential would be the Panthers somehow upsetting the six and eight Packers. Okay. No way. That would put the Packers at nine losses. Important because Green Bay has the head to head over the Rams as well. I, I know Green Bay's up and down, but they're not that down that Carolina is going to beat them. I also believe that, but yeah. I'm just saying, in terms of rooting yeah. interest for the okay. Rams, it would be Titans first, Panthers second. And then you got that Vikings Lions game. Uh, Vikings have two remaining games against the Lions, in fact home to Detroit this week, then Green Bay at Detroit to finish. Um, So that would be the third most consequential game. All that to say, I'll land on this. If the Stars were to align perfectly in Week 16 and the Rams win like they did, and then Seattle were to lose, and then either Green Bay or Minnesota or both were to lose, the Rams would go to New York winning in. Winning in. Winning in on New Year's Eve. Wow. This is going to be a fun weekend of football viewing. Pretty nice, right? My goodness. Yes, yes, yes. We may even, let's throw a party. Let's have a viewing party. How about that? Come on. <laughs> Everybody's coming to my house. How about that? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, in this segment, I also wanted to say a few thank yous. I didn't get yeah. to do this off the top of the show, but I, I want to circle back to it because it was on my heart leaving SoFi Stadium. First to the fans, because that was a great atmosphere. Man. The Rams need to continue to stack positive 
memories and victories for their most loyal supporters who invest their time and their talent and their treasure to be there at SoFi Stadium. Five and three at home this year. Fantastic. Four game winning streak going into the new year. Fantastic. I don't want to give up hope on an NFC championship game. Six hosting seven. I'm right there with you. That'd be fun, right? <laughs> I would Come say on. crazier things have happened, except crazier things have not happened. Yeah, that yeah. would be the craziest. Um, but also, like, to kind of come back to where you started the segment on Sean, the Rams are on the verge of punching a playoff ticket for the fifth time under his leadership, which would mean if they do it, the only times they haven't made the postseason would be after Super Bowl runs. Wow. Wow. Uh, one Super of the Bowl greatest hangovers, if you want to call it that, one of the greatest eras in Ram history is happening right now, and I, I I hope you realize that. And one thing about the fans, here's what's what people miss about LA Rams fans or LA football fans: you think they don't know the game. They know the game. They know football. They know when to get loud. They know when to get quiet. They know exactly what they're seeing. We just need more of them in the building. And I thought we saw that on Thursday. And when they got loud versus New Orleans, it made it tough for them to hear. It really did. That is what I'm talking about with home field advantage. And I, keep, I will keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. The more crowd noise you have, the better Byron Young will be. Really, I mean, he is a speed rusher off the edge. When you can't hear, you can't touch him. And he was getting closer and closer and closer to the car. The louder they got, the closer he got to a sack. Really. So you think about Seattle and their home field advantage, right? They had great teams. There's some Hall of Famers, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. The greatest thing, the greatest foe going up to Seattle was that crowd noise. You bring that down here with this football team, you got issues. You really do have issues with the club they have here. So, yeah, I mean, that's all about Sean McVay and just building hope and and making these guys better, keeping them together. And here you are, like you said, from out of the playoffs during the bye week to the sixth seed right now. So uh, how can you doubt this guy and his his coaching ability? I, I hope all that goes out the window. For all the great things Matthew Stafford has done this season, the point that we don't get to talk about enough is his use of the cadence. And there's a reason for that is because too often he doesn't get to deploy it. Yes. He did in last night's victory against the New Orleans Saints, both in terms of the plays they can get off and when they want to get to them, not having to be in silent count, and also salting that one away with a neutral zone infraction on a future Hall of Famer, Cam Jordan, which when they reset, the clock continues to run, and that gets you to a victory formation. Done. Finished. I like it. You know what's funny? I love the pettiness in Matthew Stafford, and only the great quarterbacks are petty. There was another one, wasn't it? Week one in Seattle? When he draws you off sides, and he looks at you like, yeah, I got you. It was me. (laughs) And the Rams are back above 500 for the first time since week one, flying back from the Pacific Northwest. Okay, don't answer the question here. Okay. I mean, you can hint at your answer, but don't give me the full-fledged answer here. But is it reasonable for Puka Nakua to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. (gasps) Oh, wait. Can we delve into that case and also some other individual superlatives as we come down the home stretch for the Rams? Can I answer that one? Yes, we can dive into it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're the ultimate we-not-me organization. But I think some individuals deserve all pro accolades, Pro Bowl honors, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Assistant Coach of the Year. I think those are all on the table for the Rams, especially if they finish with two more victories. That's still to come tonight on Rams All Access here on 710 ESPN. All right, Rams get a mini buy, a four-day weekend for the players, nine days off between games. Compared to their next opponent, you look at the Giants, DeMarco, they're part of a Christmas Day triple header at Philadelphia. Oh, man. So if that plays out the way the NFL universe expects it to play out, the Giants are going to be getting home early 
Tuesday morning, yeah. having just taken their 10th loss. Wow. Big you know time what? advantage for the Rams, even going to the East Coast. You want to sober up. I know everybody's drunk on the victory, and it's you should. It was great. But if you want to sober up, watch New York's defense. This is no pushover. I mean, they're 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 not a good football team. They got their issues, but defensively, yeah, you're gonna have to sing for your supper. This ain't gonna be easy. All right, we're gonna do it every segment. Yeah, our disclaimer: I know when two finishes possible. Yes. We're not writing off that possibility. No one has punched the ticket yet. No the doubt. Playoffs, right. Right. Okay. That being said, let's give out some individual honors. I guess. Yeah. Kind of counterintuitive. Let's but, go. Come on. Um, all right. So let me start with what we teased. I think the performance by Puka Nakua against the Saints with a fourth game over 150 yards from scrimmage, now well within striking distance of all the rookie receiving records the league's ever written, makes him a viable candidate for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year over C.J. Stroud, even though a month ago I wouldn't have thought that was possible because Stroud plays quarterback. Stroud has played out of his mind, um, and this is hard for me. And I, I think I saw this in a tweet or somebody posted it and it was about Matthew Stafford. Um, so Calvin Johnson, 2012, has one of the best years ever. And then Cooper Cup has one of the best years ever a couple of years ago. And and then Puka Nakua is doing what he's doing now. What's the one constant? Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. right? So Kingmaker. You might ha- right. So you might have to give some of that credit to, uh, to for what Puka's doing to Matthew Stafford. Uh, but as far as impact on the football team and just a guy that's willing to step in and make the most of his opportunities and to be so important to an offense – how can you not give it to Puka Nakua? He's also got the story, right? Yeah. I mean, the fantasy darling, the end of the fifth round pick, the name, the hair. Like This was a, unexpected. Th- right. There's a lot going for Puka, including, unfortunately, the injury to C.J. Stroud, who's still at last check in the concussion protocol, and that plays into it, too. Stroud injured during Houston's blowout loss to the Jets in Week 14, then missed uh, last week's overtime win over Tennessee is on track to miss this week's game against the Cleveland Browns, too. Yeah. There does come like a critical threshold where you're like, okay, we were going to give it to Stroud, but he didn't play enough games, rack up enough wins, collect enough stats. So a great default option for this vote is Puka Nakua. I don't think anybody would be upset if Puka won it. But did you say blowout loss to the Jets? Right. The Jets. Oh, then Puka just won it. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Uh, careful with the New York team next on <laughs> oh, the Rams knock, docket. Knock, okay, see? thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, what's your feeling on Pro Bowls? I wrote about... Not my disdain for Pro Bowl honors, but just how I diluted, I guess it is, as an accolade for a professional they're, football player. They're still player. big to me because I remember like stressing, striving, wanting to make it, thinking I deserved it. Well, because you got to take it to Hawaii if you got it. Well, no, just getting passed over. You want to be recognized as one of the no best. Doubt. Wherever you go, high school, you want to be on the All-State, All-whatever list. Yep. In college, you want to be an All-American. In the NFL, you want to be on, on a Pro Bowl team. So I, I just remember the feeling of being passed over, and it sucks, especially when the guy that's going, you know, is not better than you. So I think it's huge. But it's it's not the overall end all be all, especially when it's there's a popularity thing. contest yeah. to it. I'm fine with fans voting, but when like retweets for fan bases that were like original and entrenched yeah. and from bigger markets, not bigger than the Rams, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's an imbalance there to the Pro Bowl. Whereas I hold All Pro honor in much higher regard. Right, voted on by the guys who know it best. That's and the list you want to be there's on. There's a there's a popularity element to that too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if if I were to tell you, Demarco, I'm going to hand you a All Pro honor a first team all pro honor or a pro bowl honor. i'll take the all pro right yeah okay. the, the, the rule in the pro bowl was you make it a year after you should and stay a year longer than you should so it is popularity it's you want to make some stars out there but yeah i'm with you on the all pro but but yeah go ahead who, who so, do you think should be so all let pro? me let me just yeah. take it in two tiers then okay. i'm going to argue for the highest tier first i think okay. these men deserve all pro consideration okay, if ahead. not matthew stafford oh, all pro 
It's hard though. It's super well, hard. Well, in the NFC, Purdy, Come Purdy, on. Purdy, and Dak in your own conference. I, okay, uh, look, I don't want to start a debate. I'm just saying. It, I'm to just me, saying, there is no debate. His yeah. performance and the way he's going. Yeah. If he finishes as strong as he's currently cooking. Yeah. I think there is a more than legitimate case to be made for Matthew Stafford as an All Pro. No, if he's I'm only starting, got yeah. one Pro Bowl in his trophy case. It, it's just who he played against. But I, if I had a chance to pick, like if I had my choice of three quarterbacks, those three to start a football team. The, the, there's no question who I'm choosing. I, I think yeah. most of the NFL minds would agree yeah. with that. Hopefully, Pro Bowl is the worst case scenario for Matthew. All right, I'm going to keep going, though, with uh, all pro honors. Kyron Williams. Wow. Other than Christian McCaffrey, who's ahead of Kyron Williams? Uh, no one. Um, I could at least argue against anyone else. I'm trying to think. Uh, no one has been more effective. Um, look, Christian McCaffrey is the best player in the league right now. I, I, I'd, I'd vote for MVP for Christian yeah, before I would down. deny Kyron an All Pro honor. If, if Kyron landed on a Pro Bowl, not less, not All Pro, but Pro Bowl, I'd, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic for him. Me too. I'm just that shooting would be for the a stars shot. here. Yeah, that's just tremendous. Okay, Puka Nakua, Pro Bowl, definitely. Not All Pro. Receiver's so, kind of tough. So many good receivers. So many good receiver. It's 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 hard. And then when you start talking about all pro, you're going to talk about who's throwing to him too. So if you have an all pro quarterback and an all pro receiver, that might okay. be a little bit different. Yeah. How about this? Because I, I do think reputation matters. I think pro football focus really matters for all pro. Like yeah. I, there's also different categories of all pro. You can have AP or pro football focus on and on and on. I think Kevin Dotson is right there. You'd be hard pressed to find multiple guards having a better season than Kevin Dotson. With how they're running their offense and the way they're running the football and the plays they're using, most of that stuff goes right over him and Rob Havenstein. And they're collapsing the left side of the defense nine out of ten times. And then he's great in pass protection as well. So to be that physical versus the run or, or on running plays, and then to shift gears and be just as credible in pass protection, yeah, they have names for guys like that. It's called all pro. And I thought outside of the Demarcus Robinson and bringing him over to the football team, that has been the biggest changer on this football team, him solidifying that right guard spot. So, yeah, he should have all pro consideration at guard. And then statistically, it'll look like the worst full season that Aaron's maybe ever played. Yeah. First team all pro, no questions asked. If he's on the field, he's out there. Look, the the guy sees so much attention. Everything is pointed towards him. Really. He there's not a play where he doesn't see a double or a triple team. Every single play. I'm just some I'm just glad someone else has taken advantage of that. I'm glad Kobe Turner says, you know what? I'm single blocked in the National Football League. With a Joe bag of donuts. I better win. I better beat this guy. Or the next guy on my list. And so I'm going to drop down to the Pro Bowl honor tier yeah. here, okay? The next guy I was just about to talk about. There's a reason Ernest Jones is taking on linebackers on A-gap blitzes. Or is taking on running backs on A-gap blitzes. Yeah. It's because there's no one left there's no between one left. him and the quarterback. Okay, see, I would go all pro with him because when you look at the numbers, he is, what, top 10 in tackles? He's got four and a half. Really? Five you sacks. think he's got a chance? Four, I mean, it's 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 all about the numbers and the stat lines, and he's filling them all up outside of interceptions. I just don't think an up and coming middle linebacker on a defense that statistically is still in the bottom half of the league yeah. is going to get that. I would love to be wrong about that. I'd love to be but wrong it's, about it's, that. Isn't it similar to Bobby Wagner? I mean, yeah. no matter what the defense has done, and when you look at those linebacker metrics, he's at the top of everything. 
and he's playing like gangbusters. I would put him in the all-pro. If he settles on Pro Bowl, happy for him. But to me, he's playing at an all-pro level. I got one more for you, and that's Rob Havenstein. Yeah. He's been close before. I think this year he really deserves it. See, I want him to be the Pete Rose of of right tackles. Just never make I want him hungry for one every single year. I really do. I want him to like just miss every single year. I, I, I kid you. I, I want him to be out there. Look, uh, I thought, how many times did you say Cam Jordan yesterday? Once, when One he was time. in the neutral zone right. on the last meaningful snap of the and game. And Rob locked it in. So he, he went up and down. Both tackles were great, but Rob has been spectacular. It's a different offense when he's in the lineup. You have more oomph in it, and there's more just confidence in pass protection. Let me give you one more. Okay. Assistant coach of the year, Raheem Morris. Does he count as assistant coach? I guess he uh, defensive coordinator, uh, assistant coach. I'll, if if that's not within the boundaries of the award, who cares? Oh man, I'm uh, still making the case for him, dude. I would go to battle for him any day. Uh, I love watching him coach. He's phenomenal. He brings the energy. Uh, look, there are guys that can only coach their scheme. Raheem Morris coaches what he has. This is what I have. This is what we can do, and this is how I can make it better. Yep. You know what I mean? And he takes it to the field every single game day. It's awesome. Uh, good news, Raheem Morris. Sean McVay's coming back. We're going to keep going with this thing. Yeah. Oh, great. That's awesome. Uh, bad news, Raheem. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Wagner. Mm-mm. That's okay. Is Aaron back? Yes, Aaron's back. Okay, fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make it work. We'll, we'll, we'll solve for that. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll solve for that. All right. Still a lot more to get to on this edition of Rams All Access. The Rams have improved to eight and seven. They finish out their home schedule with a victory over the New Orleans Saints. We'll wrap things up coming up next on 710 ESPN. I mean, it's fun to score. Uh, you know, I think we and we could have 40 tonight, in my opinion. Um, there were quite a few plays here and there that, uh, you know, just didn't go our way or we you know didn't hit um but that's part of it you know play a defense that's going to play sticky coverage sometimes they're not going to hit all of them but uh yeah i mean there were a lot of points left out on the board in my opinion so um a lot of room for improvement but proud of our guys the way we came back and you know finished the game there at the end which was nice well once again happy holidays everyone that was matthew stafford following a rams victory over the saints thursday night at sofi stadium back with demarco far i'm jb long and uh we've got a third member of our chat here who is yeah, this adam the judge adam bronstein sitting down judge have, jury from behind the glass to in front of the mic i have a legit gripe coming up Uh-oh, what we'll did i just walk into yeah. <laughs> does this uh, let me guess let me guess does this have anything to do with our playoff elimination absolutely contest? yes it does 100 percent. all right you know? adam do you do you want to set the table or do i need to bring everyone up to speed no so i'll set the i'll what i'll say is that demarco made quite the bet and it has paid off for him. I have text messages as proof, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> so, obviously, DeMarco's uh, picks have not uh, kept him in They've the been okay. yeah. like, brightest of lights for yes. the end of the playoff eliminator. And uh, he decided to go all in on a possibility that JB partook of. Mm-hmm. Specifically, that Kyron Williams would get a uh, career high in rushing attempts. Was it versus Cleveland, right? The Commanders. The Commanders, yeah. If he he broke his single-season record for carries... Which was 25. You would take the San Francisco 49ers as one of your teams. Yes. Right. And the reason was because Washington had the worst passing defense the Rams were going to face all year, and Matthew Stafford was on a heater. And I said, no way are they going to run it 25 times with Kyron Williams. And if they do, it'll mean such good things for the Rams in terms of game circumstance that they'll probably turn around and say, you know what, Royce Freeman, you go ahead and take the final 5, 7, 10. 
But that's not what happened. But it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But how many did Kyra finish with for that day? 27. 27. So that is a single season But high. those last couple weren't really... They put the ball. That, that was his, like the running back version of victory for He carried the ball 27 times, which means you now have to take San Francisco. Okay, for the audience that has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> this is our third year, I think, of this contest. We're over the course of the season. DeMarco and I will draft teams that we think are going to miss the postseason. The more of those teams you can stack up on your side of the equation, the better chance you have of winning the game. Except when we get down the home stretch, if one of those teams makes the playoffs boom goes the dynamite you're out you're cooked and the game is over and i think that's happened to both of us over the course of the years but demarco showing great intestinal fortitude went all in on the dallas cowboys missing the playoffs before the rams took that trip to arlington i appreciate what he was doing for the good of the show but it pretty much ended the game five minutes of disastrous football changed that whole game but go ahead and yeah. so we had to come up with some system and adam you rightly suggest well what about the mulligan we've used it in previous years and we gave demarco the mulligan so yes. Dallas is no longer in your section. Correct. You've got Chicago, yes. New England, yes. Tennessee, Houston, Tampa Bay still alive, and mm -hmm. the Chargers. So, I mean, you're not at the finish line yet by any means, but Dallas yeah. would have wrecked you. Right. I've got Arizona, Carolina, the New York Giants, Washington, Las Vegas, the New York Jets, and Denver. Denver can still get in, but you, you would Excellent rather team. have my group than yours. Correct. Excellent team. And so I felt fine saying, you know, for the sake of the show, I'll do what you did. Right. Before the Rams go to face San Francisco. I'm not going to do it yet. Unless you want me to, I'll do it now. You have to. Wait, wait, we have to get a ruling first, though. See. Oh, that's why. This I'm is here. where this, the dispute the comes ruling. into so, place. So technically, like that was when was Dallas? What week was that? Uh, eight. Eight. So we haven't even started about, you know, playoffs and 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 qualifying for the playoffs and clinching bursts, right? So technically. Once you take San Francisco, they've already clinched. I win no the game. <laughs> I win the game. Because no you cannot way. win and go backwards. What if they did something nefarious and on appeal to Roger Goodell, yeah. he eliminates them from the postseason oh. for X, Y, or Z? <laughs> That's not going to happen. But see, right now, once you take San Fran, they're in the playoffs. I win game. And are you here to tell me, Adam, that you agree with him? That no, 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 JB, in the, essence, to, yes. in, in the essence of fairness, <laughs> I've tried to talk through several scenarios where are you allowed to pick and take a mulligan on the same week? But then I reminded him that once you pick, the other person gets to pick, and then you can pick again after that. But also, DeMarco, if, if he has to take San Francisco, you don't pick. It's on him again. It's back to him because you for but San Francisco's already clinched a playoff spot. So once he takes, but we're San still in Fran, the regular season though. But it's the regular over. season's not over. See, see, I I think I win the game. Are we not doing a show next week? Because I can pick him out and kick him out next week. In fact, that's what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the team, San Francisco 49ers. Nice. I will eject you next Thursday, guaranteed. But, what, but they're in the playoffs, right? Here's what it I does. Thought, I thought once they make the playoffs, game's over. No, no. Here's what it does. <laughs> Is if, if if you'll allow it. Yeah. It burns my mulligan. Okay. It's basically like, okay, I'm going to re-tee, and then I hit my second ball into the water. And it's like, oh, never mind. I just okay. burned my mulligan, and now i got to go play my first So we're drive. extending the game, basically. DeMarco, pretty much, you're back in this thing. You could win it. I will take Legitimately. That. Either way, I'm leaving it's not a bubble championship. when I came in. It's not a shortened COVID yes. season. Thank you, you Commanders. <laughs> Thank you, Kyron Williams. Thank you, 26 carry. <laughs> DeMarco could win a legitimate playoff eliminator championship this season. I don't know why it feels like he's victorious in this. I feel like I kind of won that argument. I just think he likes putting the screws to 
media. Uh, to no, be honest. come on. Hey, the Dallas. Thing. Also, you're yes. not allowed to bring our text messages into the show. I didn't. That, I just have them there. Just that is <laughs> that is being appealed to New York and to Roger Goodell as well. Wow, man, bringing the DMs. I did not bring. I just said I have low. text messages. I didn't say what they were. Yeah. Anyway. That's good stuff, though. God, man, you will throw anybody down no, there. No, no, no. This is this is this is a heated competition. It's fun, and look, either way, it's good for us because Kyron Williams has been fantastic and. 26, 27 carries. Possibly someday this year, he may get over 30. He's been that type of back. You there never know. There is no reason Terry McLaurin had any business bringing the commanders into that contest to such an extent that Kyron Williams needed to stay in that game and get to 27 <laughs> carries. I'm glad that he's healthy coming out of this Week 16 victory and gets a long week to rest along with Aaron Donald yes, and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and so many others. Uh, Merry Christmas to the both of you. Merry How are we doing going into the holiday weekend? Uh, one more day to go shopping we're almost done we got everybody done uh the kid is done i'm happy um the wife hasn't found her gift yet so how about you i'm, I'm running out of hiding spots in the house I, hey my christmas gift was the rams and the saints playing well enough to not get flexed out of thursday night football which was a real specter coming into this oh, season yeah. good point and so i'm glad that the game was played when and where it was i'm even more pleased with the result and Amen. here's to enjoying it and watching some other teams struggle to stay on the playoff bubble while we celebrate with guys like Sean McVay said in uh, the locker room last night, I'll see you on Tuesday. Amen. It's <laughs> a nice McVay moment Love for Adam. It. Yes, sir. Stepping out from behind the glass to in front of the microphone, Adam Bronstein, DeMarco Farr, I'm JB Long, wishing you and yours a safe and enjoyable holiday weekend. And in the immortal words of Marcus Peters, I think we ain't done yet. Wow. Two to go. Profit. And hopefully one beyond that. All right. Have a good weekend. That'll do it for Rams All Access on 710 ESPN.